Today's episode is with one of my favorite people, Lindsay Metzler, the founder and creator of We Met at Acme. You guys are going to love it. Please feel free to share with your friends and enjoy. Bye. Hey, Lindsay, attempt number two. Hey, wait, so should we pull it up? Oh, okay, you're doing it the right way. Amazing, amazing. You're okay. just making sure. Yeah, because the last time we recorded, it didn't fully record. Which but... is why I have something to give you. Oh my God, what is this? You're so sweet. Well, as everyone knows, sorry for that noise. Lindsay has a very busy schedule and it wasn't my fault. Oh my God, I'm crying. Yeah. This is the smartest gift ever. Tyler just got me a Murray's Bagel gift card and I literally eat it every morning. So you are a goddess. Oh my God, I have to take a picture. Um, so anyway, the reason why I got, gave Lindsay a Murray's gift card is because I'm obsessed with morning routines, which I guess you'll all figure out. And my morning routine is like all about having light, hydration, walking around, movement. Lindsay's is having a bagel. Yep. So I was thinking, what can I get her as a little thank you? And this is and so fucking sweet. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it for for you. Anyway, it was good to hear that like it wasn't my father that it didn't record though. Oh, not that at email. all. Not at all. You saw the email, right? Yeah, it was. It made me feel less than an idiot. I knew, you saw it, I knew that you were doing all the right things. Yeah, Wait, was, speaking of all the right things, let me make sure this is picking up the right mic for you. Oh God. Okay. Yep. Okay, we're good to go. We're hundred percent good to go. Um, anyway, so yes, this is our second time. Hopefully, it'll be as good as the first, and we never even got to hear. But. Anyway, let's get to it. It'll be even better. Okay. So we met at Acme. For anyone that doesn't really know you, which is probably no one, as we saw last night. Last night I saw (laughs) Lindsay speak at Soho House and I was sitting on the floor. Um, Thank you so much for coming, by the way. I mean, what you built is amazing, as I think I've told you a million times. But what is we met at Acme? What made you start it? Give me all the deets. Totally. So... We Met at Acme is a podcast about millennial dating and kind of just like making sense of it, a mix between like, he's just not that into you and like the rules and just like, you know, any kind of dating thing that you can find because it actually started with me trying to figure out how to be good at dating and share my own experiences having been bad at it in the past. And now I feel like I don't want to use the word expert, but like based on the information I've gathered, it's now me being able to give advice to other people. So it's been such a learning experience for me. The thing I wrote right underneath is I wrote, now you're definitely an expert, but your friend Brittany, when she interviewed you, had said that she always came to you for advice about guys. And that was obviously, I think, before the podcast as well. And I was just wondering if... Have you always felt that you were like an expert dater? Were you always dating? Were you more of like a serial, you know, relationship person? How would you describe your style? For sure. That's a great question. I, I definitely was, I've always been good at giving advice to friends, but I haven't always been good at being able to see it for myself. Like I can, if a friend is dating someone, I can tell them in a second, if the guy actually or girl like actually is into them if you know this and if that, but more so actually with advice on guys, um, because I've always been the other person in it. It's funny. I actually once gave advice to my friend on a girl and I was like, I don't think she's into you. And now they're engaged. Right. So that always makes me laugh. But when it comes to guys, it comes from experience, I guess. Totally. Um, but when it comes to guys, like I can just, I can really tell right away for someone else. And, 
Um, you know, I have always had a really big like sense of respect for myself and like a somewhat good sense of self. And so a lot of my friends, like Brittany, for example, she only has brothers. So she never had anyone who was like building her up and was like, no, you don't need to do that for guys. Like you don't need to sell yourself. I think it also, I was just realizing as you were saying that, that like you're also just a very straightforward person. So it's not just knowing the situation. Like you're not afraid to tell your friend he's not like, no, like don't text him. He doesn't like you next, whatever you have to say. When some people I think are not always as, you know, out there as let's say Miriam. Exactly. It depends on the friend though, but you're right. Like I'm not afraid. Um, So have you been in serious relationships most of your life? Right. So I, I'm just trying to take these off in case they make any noise. Um, So I have been mostly in, I would say for the most part, I am a relationship girl, but I've gone a year or two years, not consecutively being single. That's probably um, healthy, I think, especially for what you're doing now. hundred percent. And but um, you've definitely, you've not. that's a fake eyelash. But you can so still I make guess, a wish. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I like to have someone consistently in my life, but I've gone through periods where I didn't have anyone and, you know, it was fine. Well, that brings me to, I heard also while doing my research and listening to that episode for the second time, you mentioned um, having friends that you fuck, like guy friends that you fuck. Yes. I have not, well, I guess I'm always in a relationship, but even when I really wasn't for those nine months or whatever it was in the past. Who were you having sex with then at that time? I feel like I was, I mean, I don't think I was having sex with anyone, I guess. Mm -hmm. How could that have been true? There was definitely someone, but, or like- I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. I I saw like an ex. Yeah. Exactly. Like you did a recycle. Right. Of Mm -hmm. course. Like right when we broke up, I did a recycle. Hopefully this person like doesn't figure out what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, And then I feel like until Evan, I like wasn't having sex with anyone. When I first met Evan, we didn't have sex for like three months. Right. Which is why. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I want to say I was holding out, but like, I feel like he like, usually he just like, from what I understand, usually is very um, quick, right. that sort of thing. But we just like didn't. It was like slower, and that's really nice. Yeah, and same thing with same thing with my other ex boyfriend. Yeah, but I think that he probably that's like his thing, He's like his more religion. Yeah, but yeah, I, totally. I was, like with Evan, I think that it, you know it's good to I guess hold out. I think that's a perfect. Maybe example it wasn't three to, months. It had to be like maybe, maybe like a month or and a half. But yeah, like it was not right same away. with me and my now boyfriend. I think that everyone listening like. There's obviously a pattern there, you right. know? Like, like there was nights spent together, sleepovers with no mm-hmm. sex, which is like, to me, sleepovers feel more intimate sometimes than sex. I think we talked about this last time. Oh like, yeah, I would never have yeah, a sleepover. same. Like, I mean, I did because it was in the Hamptons. So right. I feel like that's different. Different. Like yeah. you're not going to drive from like Montauk to West or something. Yeah, no way. But um, so our relationship really went quickly because of that. But to me, I can never understand my girlfriends that have one night stands not because of the, I mean, the sex thing is crazy too, I guess, but. But the sleepover, the it's sleepover insane. How could you sleep someone over at someone's like, this house is my or sanctuary. bring someone into your home you know who I mean? you've never It's wild, especially before. nonetheless from it's an creepy. app. It's creepy, yeah. Like, I don't. It's not okay. Every time a girl reaches out and she's like, I, so like, I need, I need your advice. Like, I went on an amazing date. And like, we went over to their place after and like fooled around. And I'm just like, 
you ha- you already lost me at you went over to their place. Right. Because why are you going to their place? It should not place? even be an option. You have the date. They walk you home. Right. You kiss and that's it. And you can see them in a few days. And whenever the fuck you right. want. It's like, insane. It's I insane. I say to my friends time after time, it should not even be an option. Not. I don't care if you guys smoke weed. I don't care if you a nightcap. First of all, you don't need an extra you don't drink need during to do the that. week. Like yeah. there's no uh, I no cannot comprehend it. Hundred percent. More 100%. so for the point of just like your stuff, your oh, not my thing. Anyway, so I guess you're not into having sex on the first date. I think no that's shot. a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, if you have to like pretend that their penis is like scary, whatever you have to fucking do, wait until I mean, till, by the uh, way, like giving a head on the first date is even grosser. You have no idea where that's been. It's, yeah, it's not okay that I think that's become like normal. Anytime, and I've been there, like I've done, made that mistake, and every time I've done it like too early, I never like heard Yeah, I've, again. Ne- I've never had anybody back in my place after, I've also really not, I haven't dated that much, but I can never imagine doing that. If you want to stay together longer and like it's so amazing, then go you somewhere have else. to make it last. Or go yeah. to like a hotel lobby that has a bar. Totally. Like a and like I understand if like if you're someone who like ha- really hasn't had sex in a while or hasn't been on a date in a while and like this is the only thing you have, but like then even more so you oh, have like when to. When girls not. say they do it for themselves. Yeah, like I'm no. like, no, go masturbate. Yeah, masturbate. That and it probably will feel better hundred percent than having sex with someone for the first time anyway. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, next, I wanted to say, I wanted to know your opinion on this. A lot of my girlfriends say to me, it's so hard. It's so hard. I don't understand that, that, because I think that it might be so hard to find, you know, your main connection, your main person, your soulmate, whatever word you want to use, but it is not so hard to meet people in the city. I don't think, do you think it is? No, I really don't think it is. Um, You just really have to put yourself out there and- if you're not meeting them on the apps, which is the easiest. The okay, forgetting the apps. If you're not meeting them on the apps, you have friends, you have guy friends. Just be like, hey, can you introduce me to someone? Like, right. it's not it's not bad. Like, you're not saying like, hey, set me up with someone that needs to be the person for me. Like, just meet people. Right, exactly. Like, and do things. Be vulnerable. Do things like go to that event with your friend. Right. Like, go to the event you went to last right. night. And, and then like, so important. Stay, in so, stay at Soho House and like, see who's around. Like, there are so many things that you can do. So I really don't think that like, you know, it makes any sense to right. say that it's tough. Cause then like, if it's tough, it means you're not leaving and your you house. you can also go to the app. Yeah. And if you do leave your house and you do things every night and you still don't find someone, then get on the apps. Cause right. that's where every other guy is. And it shouldn't be like, I think that if it's someone's main, main focus, that's probably problematic and they're probably not even ready for the relationship. Like I think exactly. that- Right now, I'm at the happiest point in my relationship because I think I'm finally in like a happier place now myself. Exactly. Like, you know, like work stuff is good. I'm not, you know, I dealt with something really hard this summer and that just like stopped my sleeping and everything like that. But like now that things are starting to feel a little bit like normal again, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the relation, you know, the relationship goes based the same on you, way, right? How it's you the same feel. exact thing. Like yeah. I think that a lot of girls aren't even ready. And perhaps that's why they haven't even found. Yeah, like if you're already disgusted with yourself, like a relationship is not for you. Like you really have to love yourself. And like if there are still things that you want to change, like whether it's like physical or emotional or like work related, then like you better do that before you meet someone because no one's going to want to meet you in that state. Yeah, I think last night, I don't remember the exact context, but you said something like, 
Um, if you don't, and sometimes it's like, you're scared to say these kind of things because you don't want to rub people the wrong way. But like, if you don't like how you look, let's say physically, like you can right. work on that. Yeah. You can lose weight. You can, it's not rocket science. You can make your skin better. There's so much content there. It's not like you even need to pay anymore to go to like a, ther- uh, a nutritionist or a facialist. Like there's so much content available that everybody so could enhance themselves and make themselves feel better. Cause I think that is so important. It's so true. And like, you're right. It is like scary to say that because like, you know, now people could be like, well, like big is beautiful or this is that. And like, yes, there are so many different body types or so many different things. But if you don't feel good when you're naked, when you're getting dressed in the morning, then you do need to make a change. You need to like, I have little tips that when I'm feeling like I fluctuate between like five and sometimes even more pounds all the time. Like that's normal. And it's, yeah, it's a hundred percent normal. But when I'm at the top of like the height of my fluctuation, like there are things that I know that I need to do to get back to it. Do you weigh yourself every day? No, I never weigh myself. Yeah, it, I don't, it's just like a visual thing well, and how my oh, pants Oh, so fit. you don't even really know. No, like I don't That's even know. That's a way better Yeah, way 100%. I like, used to weigh myself every day Yeah, because my both my parents growing up weighed their, themselves every day and that's just like what we did. And I realized like, why why am I doing this? Like right. one, I know how I feel and you know right. what to say. And even, first of all, I think everyone has some kind of weird like disordered eating or some form of strangeness but no matter who you are a guy or a girl if your number is higher than what you expected it to be it's even if it takes 30 seconds of your day it's going to it's not a good start you know what i, I know mean? it's going to make you feel it's, bad no matter what yeah. it's like going through a partner's phone like it's just like right no. there's no point there's no point like if if you feel good then like go about your day but if you don't and you're focusing on the fact that you don't then stop eating after right. 9 p.m. Then change. like do this, then do that. Like eat cauliflower instead of a burger. Right. Like have cauliflower whatever. fried rice instead of fried rice. Like mm-hmm. there's just like little change. Now it's totally. they make it so easy. My biggest thing is like cut. The, like you you feel bad about yourself immediately. The first thing you should do is cut your portions in half. Right. Like we eat so much anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it's a easy tip. Talking about feeling good about yourself. Do you? Um, wear lingerie with your boyfriend? Do you do that? So funny that you ask because like in the past with other people, I would like feel like I tried to do that, but it was always as a means of like needing more attention from them. Because like, I cannot like imagine For sure. a serious. Sense. Yeah, no. I think Evan would now, start cracking up. Oh, 100%. Like now, like my relationship similar to yours, I'm sure it's like my best friend. Right. Like, I, or like one of my best friends. Like I... I would not like, no, like it's just, it, it would be laughable. As you said, like, you'd be like, what are you doing? Like, like I think that I would get like crotchless pants, like panties. I hate that word. I yeah. can't just said that. Crotchless thong. <laughs> like that's maybe like funny, like, or something. Like, I guess. Like when yeah. you're, instead of like, you're about to take off your underwear and right. you're like, oh, you don't need to. Yeah. Like I was thinking maybe that would be cute or something. But like, if I, first of all, like when you live with someone, like can you imagine he's sitting there working no. and I come out in a room and I'm no. like, <laughs> no. He would be like, oh my God. I know he would start cracking up, but oh, I know that some sure. guys really, really like that. For sure. I think that the guys that really like it, like probably have a fetish. I, I wear hanky pinkies every day and like. Do you like, wear a bra? Yeah, but it's like the same bra, like this like black, like. But like, so are you, if you're in black hanky pinkies and like that, you probably look really hot. Yeah, like I it's mean, hot like, enough. Exactly. But also but like my clothes are coming shit. off right away. I feel exactly. Like. So like. 
he would never stop and be like, oh my God, you wore the blue hanky pinkies tonight. Like, yay. Like yeah, he doesn't give a favorite. fuck. Like he, I've literally worn neon hanky pinkies, like thinking that like I wouldn't see him that day. And then I had, because like, there's just like a weird color, like a neon green. And like, he still didn't notice. Like he, like a real man does not notice that shit. They right. just like want to, to be you with to be you. Naked. Yeah. They want to be naked. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it even shows Evan sometimes will be like, oh, are those new underwear? And I'm like, no. Yeah, exactly. I've had exactly. For two years. Exactly. Okay. Next thing I wanted to talk about is oh, going back to how it's hard to find guys. I have friends that constantly say to me, and actually one asked your opinion on this. Um, people will say, like, all the good guys are taken. Mm. Do you ever feel that way? Do you um understand where someone's coming from what's your opinion i i don't feel that way i think that there's a lot of guys that i even know personally that are not taken that are really good um and there's a various there are various reasons why they're still single some of them just aren't point blank ready right yet um and i would say that that's most most guys my age and younger, like our age and younger, are not ready yet. At all. Um, at all. But I will say- He's not from America. So he's not from America, but also like he's not necessarily ready. You know, he's not trying to like get married tomorrow. Like right. he is like hopefully aging like a fine wine and like we'll get there, you know? Right. But at the same time, like he's not afraid to not let go of someone that he thinks is incredible and like to date them while he gets to that point. Right. Whereas a lot of other guys like are scared to do that. I feel I like think this is their time to fuck around. They're totally be serious. Yes, there are tons of great guys that are taken a hundred percent. That's the truth. Um, and they'll be divorced in a few years. <laughs> they'll either be divorced in a few years or they'll break up with their relationship if it doesn't serve them. And then you can meet those people. Right. I think, you know, a lot of my friends who are getting married, like, or not my friends because they're smarter than that, but a lot of people I know who are getting married, like, chose someone that, how do I say this without being a dick? Like, that no, not, no one else is really, like, trying to choose. Right. You know, I like, literally feel really... that way too. And I also feel that the people that, a lot of the people that are already married are just like the people that just like graduated college and like moved to Mur and nothing's wrong with Murray Hill, obviously, but like moved to Murray Hill with their girlfriends and they met their boyfriend. Then they, exactly. like, it, there's just like this line and that they exactly. all have an order. And like, I hope that doesn't end in divorce. A hundred percent agree. Like I was actually talking to this person at a wedding this weekend who got married at like 25 or how old are your parents? Maybe 27. My parents, um, how old are they now? Or no, how old when they were got they? Married. My mom was 26 and my dad was 27, but okay. it was like a different time. But that's also like much older. My exactly. parents were, my exactly. mom was 21. Yeah. They, my parents were together for five years before they got married. Oh. Like they really yeah. like thought about it. My mom was 21 and my dad was 22. Yeah. And that's why my mom didn't want me to go to NYU because she was like, you're going to be just like me. You're going to live in the city forever. And then you're going to move right in with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I need to go to NYU, whatever, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, you have to go to a different school. Long story short, I applied to BU early. For some reason, didn't get in. Even what? though, yeah, I, I had the great, whatever. That makes no sense. I mean, it's fine now, but I didn't get in. And then I went to I NYU and did exactly what my mom said. Oh, I moved right in with Eric. And we lived together and like, I, yeah, followed her footsteps. So anyway, um, that happened and I literally was- Oh, Eric Cohen. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. He's, isn't he from the city? No, that's right. And oh. Molly, Molly Cohen, who's like my best friend. Can I see a picture of him? Yeah. 
Um, because I know an Eric Cohen that's from the city. He's dating he's like someone tall. now. He's dating someone from the city now. Um, some girl named some blonde girl. Oh wait, he blocked me on Instagram. I don't have it. Wait, that's psycho. I, no, it's just a crazy ass girlfriend. So yeah, I did exactly what my mom said about that. Now I want to talk about briefly. Um, when do you think it's the right time to live with your significant other? That's a great question. I think that it's really important to like cultivate your relationship before moving in together and like put in the work for it. I think, you know, I see a lot of people moving in after a year or a year and a half and like, I'm sure it does work out, right. but I don't see the rush personally. I love my space. I, I think it's so dependent on like the people's situations. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about, I should have um, said this earlier, like from a non-monetary, if let's say money wasn't an issue, I yeah. get it. If you're, let's say, spending every night together and you're both- Right, then it doesn't make sense. Totally, totally. But actually that's not the case with us because we're like more of an independent couple and like we don't spend every night together. Right. And I love that about us. So I think that moving in would be a huge difference for us. Right. You're also very strong about- not seeing your person every night. Yeah, I think it's so important. Like I also, I want to be who, I want to be like the people that I admire and like not the people that I, you know, whatever the opposite of admire is. And like, I don't, I don't really, like I don't want to be that person who kind of just like puts their partner in front of everything else. It's the worst. And you have to, and sometimes worst. honestly, I, I have to check myself. Like totally. when you live Me too. with, like, cause you want to be with your person all the yeah. time. And then I have to, you know, you have to remember that you have amazing friends, amazing family. Exactly. Like, I mean, not, of course I always know that, but like, it's like, okay, it's good no, to have a girl's 100%. night. Like a girl's night is so necessary. And like, even just a catch up with a one-on-one girlfriend, or like, you know, a lot of my stuff is now like work related at night, like this panel, for example, or like another event or like attending a friend's event and being supportive right. of them. And I was saying last night, actually on the panel, like I would never, ever cancel my plans for my my partner. Like right, if, not at all. They would understand. They would totally understand. And you wouldn't want to be with someone that wasn't, that wasn't like that. Totally. Like you want to be with someone that wants you to have not just independence and work, but also independence in every area of From life. them too, because they, not one person can't be your entire source of happiness and like- That's dangerous. It's dangerous, it's too codependent. Yeah. So. Do you think that some of your past relationships have failed because of that? I don't think so. Like, I don't think I've ever really been codependent, but I think that, you know, there were definitely people that might've been dependent on me, Um, and that didn't work because of that, or maybe like I wanted something that the person wasn't at the same place as me for, um, and therefore like, you know, even the little things that I get now in my, in my current relationship, like I couldn't get from them then, but that was just, you know, a a flag showing me that it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. Well, that kind of, I mean, in a way that brings me to my next question or topic I wanted to talk about. I forgot the exact question that you said um, in the polls this week, but you were talking about something about missing someone's family or the family being stable or or the person being more stable and that's why you want to be with them or something. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Um, it was like, do you crave stability maybe because you're unstable? Like, Oh, like if, yeah, it was like if you, it was like basically we crave 
in a partner what we lack in ourselves. Do you think so that's if true? that's like stability, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I always, always said before I started DBT therapy, which like I'll tell you a little bit about. Okay. But before I started like working on my reactions to things, I always wanted someone who like didn't have big reactions and like had their shit together and like didn't make a scene and like wasn't dramatic. Right. Because I'm all like of those that. things. Yeah. I mean, I identified it with so much because when I, my boyfriend before Evan, he at least appeared from the outside to be so stable. Like, you know, we did Shabbat with his family. They were so right. normal, not, you know, pretty normal. Right. And I love that. And looking back on it, I'm like, how, why did I love that so much? But then I realized that's when my parents were breaking up. That's mm. when I was moving. That's when, you know what I mean? There was all these things. And I realized that like I was obsessed with him and his family because that's what I didn't, didn't have. have. Yeah. So, you know, it really makes sense. Totally. I really identified with that one. Um, what was the DBT? Oh, so DBT is dialectical behavioral therapy. And I don't like, I talk about therapy all the time in my podcast, but I don't know if I talk about the specific therapy that I'm in. Wait, before you continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I heard that your sister was the one that recommended therapy. Yes. You didn't go to therapy when you were younger? No, never. That's crazy. I had like I've one bad experience since that I, I was never like seven went. years old. No, like I was like, no, this isn't for me. Like I went through like the mill with like mean girls and all this like younger bullshit. And I was like, there, I'm not going to therapy. Did your like, parents not go to therapy? They might have, like, they went in and out, you know, but like they never were, they were never going to force it upon me. Was conversation, now, then we'll go back to what you were saying, was conversation in your home about like, did your parents talk about big things with you when you were growing up? Like, would they have discussed that they were in therapy? Would they they talk? No, no, not at all. My parents really like, well, it depends. Like my, you know, they're not the same person. So like my mom probably wouldn't have told me if she was if she were in therapy because she really wanted to like come off like she you know had it all together and like still to this day like well still to this day like she doesn't like to like cry in front of me like oh yeah totally oh my god mom i wish you wouldn't cry in front of me she's like super strong like that my mom is like well i grew up with my mom like she had me at like 23 years old right so they were just figuring it out. Like I'm the right, test child. Like totally. even I see the difference in me and my little sister. Right. Who's like studying for the bar, you know, or not the bar. The for LSAT, sure. And then for I'm sure. Just like, wow, your mom's so young. Yeah. So she's a child, and so no, it was totally different. Yeah, but like my dad would be more open about it. You know, like right. my dad would like. He's not necessarily well. I guess he's a little bit more emotional, but it's not like he like cries. You right. know, a lot. But like I'll never forget the first time I saw him cry, like when my grandma died, and like. Just like little things. And then like he would explain to me what's going on because he's like more, I guess, like in tune with his emotions. Hello? It's Nash. Do you see it on the on the door? Oh, it's the third floor. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'll tell her to come out. All right, thank you. Where does she live? On 12. Okay, close. Wait, he's there now. Okay, we'll be fast. Um, no, 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 it's fine. She's like really close. She lives like a block away from you. Um, 
So yeah, it's just, it's interesting. And I feel like I, I know I'm going to be the kind of mom, like my mom, like really? who just like, but I feel like you're so open. I don't know. Like I, I will be open, but like, also, your I kids think can you like have to wait to all this. Yeah. But you have to wait to, to tell your kids are a certain age, because if my mom had told me growing up, like I'm depressed or I'm like crying, like it would have fucked me up. Right. You know? Yeah. You don't want to like, I needed that. I needed to feel like my parents were like invincible growing up. Right. I needed that. There's something for important me to about like, that. yeah, but for me to be okay. And now you, you don't feel like you've had like an aha moment. Like, oh, of course. Parents, yeah. Right? They're like, they're just as fucked up as right. everyone else. It's wild. Like, like, I don't know when it happens. Yeah. I think like when you're maybe early twenties, like, all of a sudden you're like, my sisters are kind of going through it now. Yeah, like, like right has mom, get back they're, they're like, has mom always been like this? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, exactly. Yeah, but you just like didn't notice it. Exactly. Um, and there was another thing that you put recently this week. You were talking about, I think, about being like a product of how you were raised, like your parents. Something about that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But I've also heard you say that you and your sister right. are so different. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it blows my mind. I, I actually like never understood how two people, like two siblings can be raised the exact same way and But be do you think so that different. you were raised the exact same way? This is a great question. Like honestly, one of the most brilliant questions I've ever heard because I heard recently that every single person has a different view of their childhood. Right. Like in a family. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. So that makes sense, right? For sure. Like my sister thinks that I was a favorite growing up. Like that she was like, you know, cast aside and like always got in trouble. You have and all these dialogues about every single Exactly, thing everyone has a dialogue. Meanwhile, like, I don't even know what I think anymore. Like, I, I'm sure I thought something different and like they were too hard on me and blah, blah, blah. Everyone has like a different, a different view of that. So I think it's just really interesting to be aware of that. But I think that my sister and I would have been different people regardless of how we were raised because I'm just like we're no. opposite zodiac signs and like we just we just think completely differently like i told like i love her so much um do you have any of the same taste in guys of course you don't like no, want to fuck her no husband, we don't but you we never don't. i mean I, I do like i do like the fact that you know um i think we both like 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 a funny person you know with just like, like a the good sense stuff, of humor like, yeah of course exactly. you want someone nice and funny exactly looking. but um i think my sister her type in a guy is like someone who's a challenge, you know, really? more than anything else. Right. And my type is like someone who like shows me love in every type of way and like doesn't really, you know, like Make obviously, obviously challenges me, challenges me, but isn't a challenge necessarily, you know? Right. I see that. So do you feel that your non-American European boyfriend now um, is that way do you think 100 percent, yeah like so what's the major differences between euro and it's so funny because people so many people get keep asking me this recently and i really don't because know are, like, i'm I making think. up shit i mean I, I culturally yes there's a difference like they you know they do different things they have like different relationships with their family but i think it's it depends like the reason my boyfriend has a different relationship with his family is because he lives millions of miles away right, from Right. Now that you're just saying that, now that I'm thinking about it, like think about all of our other exes that are all American. Like they're all so fucking different. Exactly. So of course they're going to be different. Right. It's like the same differences. Like I said recently on Instagram, like they treat women better. No, like this is just like my, my boyfriend right. treats women like, better. Like we know people that you are know? not like, from America that there are, are disgusting. Tons, exactly. Like there are tons. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah we, sh we sure fucking do. 
Um, so I don't think it's like there's really that many differences. I would say like, you know, the same, like, I don't know, I guess like there are more differences between him being not Jewish than him being European. You know what I mean? Does he practice a religion? Not really. He like identifies, I think as like Christian, like from growing up, but like he doesn't even like do Christmas anymore. He spent it with my family this year. Do they like, have a tree? Does he have a tree? He didn't do a tree this year. Like he's he's very palpable. Like if he if I was like I really need you to be Jewish, he'd be like okay. And right, as long I always say like I don't really care about that kind of stuff as long as they're not trying to like, like get exactly. our kid baptized. Exactly, like as long as they don't have like a strong religious preference. Do you talk about like that kind of future stuff with him? We've like touched upon it, but I, we don't really talk about it because like he knows it's important to me. Like I brought also him not to Jewish even events. There yet, really. We're not even there yet. Like we, um, we didn't, oh no, we did. I'm trying to remember if he came to like my Jewish holidays this year. Yeah, he came, he came this year. Right. And so he knows it's important to me. He's come with me to Jewish but weddings I now. think that we're the yeah. same way. Like the Jewish holidays are so much more just about like being with family. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But like at the same time, Do you he go knows to temple? I don't really. And he knows that like, I don't want to have like an extreme Jewish faith in, you know, my future family, like, right. or myself. Like I just want to have be Jewish in the traditional sense and that you do things like with your family on the holidays and you all get together. Like I don't need, I don't even need to do a Shabbat every Friday. Like I really don't, but like we, yes, we can do a dinner every Friday. I I think I told you this last time. Like that's one thing I miss so much. Like it's nice to like life is so hectic and to know that you're definitely going to be having that Friday night dinner. And even if there's a prayer book or not, like for sure, it's homemade, good food, good wine, good conversation. I think it's like so important, but I said to my mom, I was like, why didn't we do that growing up? And she's yeah. like, because we had dinner Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Right. you know, like we always ate at home together. It's different for everyone. Right. Like we would always do a Sunday family dinner, right. like, like every Sunday it's with my, like the four of us we would do dinner and like it would wouldn't be like a whole elaborate thing but we would all like know that sunday was like a family right i guess sunday too we would see my cousins oh my god right you're only four of you guys like we're so many we're only four it's like so little and cute at the end of the day wow yeah five kids i can't even imagine would you but i love that now one parent sorry cut that out Mm -hmm. um do you think that do you guys talk about kids like with your partner now or no um not really i think actually it came up recently because of something like a poll thing um about like having like two versus three um i'm like you know i'm such a worrier when it comes to like my future kids that don't even exist okay, yet wait i need to cut Tell you me. out because this is something that i want to talk Tell to me. about my mom has always freaked me out so much about how hard it is to get pregnant. My mom, sorry, I don't know if this is like personal to her. I don't think it is. Like we all were Clomed babies. Like it was really, really hard. What's a Clomed? Like it's in order to, if you don't, if you're not um, ovulating, they'll put you on this medication that helps you start ovulating basically. Hopefully I'm explaining that right. And it increases your chances to get pregnant. It's not like anything really intense, but you know, it's putting hormones in your body to essentially get pregnant. Right. So it was really, really difficult. She couldn't get pregnant after 29. Mm. So my mom tried to get pregnant with like, and then that's why she wound up adopting our 
babysitter's baby, but that's a whole nother story. So my mom's really freaked me out. Like my mom, when I turned 25, my mom was like, you should freeze your eggs. And obviously I didn't, but- Wait, but your mom had trouble at 23? Yeah, with all of us. I don't understand. Some people have so much trouble. Like um, my ex-boyfriend's sister took her three years. Like so many people, it's really, really difficult. And I think that now people like are everyone around me is getting pregnant oh my God. so quickly. Now, there's, I even saw today this Instagram account, I forgot what it was called, but like it's so hard for so many people to get married, yeah. pregnant. And like it's this whole thing that like, I guess you haven't noticed and maybe I'm just looking for it more that it's like scary. Like, and I've heard you say that you're so happy to be this age that we are now and that you're, can't, I feel like I've heard you say you can't wait to be 30. Yeah. And to me, I'm not like someone that's like, oh my God, I need to get pregnant. I need to get married. I need to have kids. I would never get married until it was time to have kids. But I do think about like, let's say, I mean, of course, I do think this relationship that I'm in now is going to work out. But if it doesn't, like to go through a whole nother like two, three year relationship is like, whoa, we're getting older. Yeah. It's do scary. you think about that? I do. I mean, I definitely do. And like in the back of my mind, but like I, I'm trying to stay positive and not like, you know, freak out about it. I have a friend whose mom got pregnant at 42, right, like with insane. no help. I think that like, you know, we do have enough time and like, yeah, it probably gets harder as we get older, but we have a good five years at least. And science you know? now is like amazing. Science now is amazing. Like you can still freeze your eggs in three years, right. four years from now. I guess it's like what you were saying. It's such like a product of who we come from. Cause like my mom totally. has always freaked us out with that. Totally. I don't think you should be freaked out at all. Also, I heard once and I don't know if this applies to you, but I heard if like you have really bad period cramps and like you really you really go through it when you have your period, it means that you're more fertile. Right. Well, yeah, then, then I'm good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was wondering about that. Okay, what were you saying before? No, I don't. Remember? I don't know. Probably like Sunday dinners. I have no idea. Okay. I wanted to talk to you quickly about um, two things, porn and nude photos. I am a chronic masturbator. I think I have an issue with masturbating. I love masturbating, which no I've this before. Yeah. Love my vibrator. You don't love your vibrator. But um, I love masturbating. You love pumping. <laughs> um, I do not watch porn. I don't get it. It turns me off, not yeah. on. You love porn. I've heard you say to people, like, yeah. you think that they're lying if they don't watch porn. Oh, no, I really do. But actually, it's so funny that you said that because I went like a few weeks masturbating without porn just recently and just um was using like my my imagination yeah, like, and then last night i was like you know what i kind of miss porn and i pulled up because like, my boyfriend's away i pulled up x videos it's like once i and i found amazing like four amazing videos and i was like no i was like this is fucking hot like there are always things that I would never do in reality, you know, like situations that are like scandalous. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. Like, like I do want to see that like, like stepbrother like right now, you know, cause I don't have a stepbrother. I'm like, yeah, right. that's hot. I don't know. I tried and like, I, so I think, I think a lot of the time I think about girls, like when I'm masturbating. So I've tried lesbian porn mm, and it's it, fun. it does not, I'm just like, these girls are so trashy. These are so disgusting. Like i you know, of course, there's beautiful, beautiful porn stars, I'm sure. But I always feel that it's done in like a, ta a non-tasteful way. But you're saying it's all about the fantasy. It's not it's you're watching it because it's not what you want. 
because you clearly don't want like a stepbrother. Yeah, it's it, exactly like when people ask me who do like lesbian porn, if um they're a lesbian for liking it, it's like exactly that same thing. Like I'm not like a pervert because I like like you know an older guy, younger girl porn. Right. You know, like it's just like what right i don't know it's, it's like it's 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 like a movie you watch it. movies like exactly like a batman exactly like that, it's not it's like not you think real. you're batman you right. know it's the same exact thing do you talk to your boyfriend do you guys watch porn together um no we've never watched porn together we've never done that i don't think like we really need it i feel like our sex life at least like right now because we're not even at a year mark yet like is pretty pretty great still you right know? and i mean i was also thinking about this this morning i think about all these weird things clearly um i've always said to people like oh if you're introducing sex toys like less than a year in like you're in trouble but now i completely disagree like so many girls can't even get off from actual penetration. So I think that you should introduce a vibrator immediately if that's the case. Introduce like, whatever you need to introduce in order to have good sex. Right. When do you think it's an appropriate time to start talking about things like fetishes? Right away. I, I'm pretty sure I told my boyfriend about one of my fetishes like You like have specific fetishes? Month. I yeah, so I have this one thing where I'm like, if I'm not having an orgasm, just like go into this. You know, and I will. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like that. so that's like not like a. I mean, no, like not if you really. Like it's like, like it's like, like a it's like a role play tied thing. up or something. No, it's like a oh, role play it thing. is. You know, like if I'm like I'm like if I'm not coming, then like pretend you're X, Y, and Z. You know? Oh my god, I want to hear. Is it like scandalous? I'll tell you like when we stop recording because it's, it's. Have a you ever been scandalous. with a guy that's had a weird fetish? Not fetish, but I've been with a guy who was like, you need to like rub my balls in that exact way. Otherwise, like, like while I come, you know what I mean? Like things right. like that. And I'm oh, like, what about dirty talk? How do you feel? I love dirty talk. I like the more the merrier. From him? Both. Like I like doing it and I like him doing it. You don't think like I used to have one that used to make me say like, I just love your big cock, like your big cock. I would never make. So I'm literally. Yeah, I would in, never say that. Like I'm. Think about it, laughing to myself, like picture I'm in doggy style going, I love your big cock. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. No, he doesn't care if I say anything or not. It's more me. Like I like when he says stuff. So like he just says it for me. Like, but, I, I but I don't make like, him like say things specific. like specific. Tell me you like I'm never be like, cock. tell me you love my big boobs. Right. Like, no, I can say like, my big cock. I don't that's have a like cock. sad. Like right. like that's, that's like, like clearly like right. Yeah, like that's, you need like oh affirmation. You yeah, know? like he should know that you're you're if it, he's asking you that if you love his big cock, then clearly like he's not able to see exactly. it enough from the sex. Exactly. Okay. Before you go, yes. there's two last things. Okay. One, I think that a lot of people would like to hear your opinion on this since you're now the expert of our generation uh-huh. about splitting um dinners and stuff like that. I heard For you sure. say you put out you put out the um, you know, the fake breach and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel a certain way about it? Are you into it? And for then I have sure. a quick story for you, which is, I oh, want to hear your opinion on it. I can't wait it. to hear. Not mine, but. Oh, know. okay. Well, no. So uh, uh, when you're dating, like first date, second date, third date, like all that stuff, like you need to do like at least a reach, you know, you cannot just sit there and be like, thank you. And if he takes the reach, then is it. Then bye? you split it. Like, no, then, but what are you feeling about him after? But then after I'm feeling like he wasn't into it, you know, unless he's like in a, tight for cash situation and that's obvious right um and then i would be like you know he's not into it um and then i think things change when you're in a relationship like you should take care of some things they should take care of something it becomes like um 
not necessarily even, but it becomes something that if you're in a good relationship, yeah. it's not something you're thinking about. Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. And you're also not like, you know, obnoxious and just letting them take care of every single thing. No, because I mean, I would never feel comfortable. A hundred percent me either. But there are some girls that we know right. that would love to do that. Get me out of debt, daddy. Okay. Seriously. Um, um, wait, tell me the story. So my friend saw this guy twice. And the second time he was like, I really want to take you out for an omakase dinner. Mm. And or really, I, I want to go. Maybe he didn't say take her out. Whatever it was, the date was omakase. He's like, I'm so down. Um, you're going to love this place, blah, blah, blah. She's like, wow, like he's fancy, but she's heard, you know, he comes from a good family, whatever that means, sure. AKA he's rich. Yeah. She doesn't, I don't know if she really knew how he does. Of course she doesn't know his salary and work, but she's impressed and excited. They go to this dinner. Um, I forgot what restaurant it was at and they get one bottle of sake and they have the omakase, which in case you don't know, it's like, um, the chef picks out pieces and some, maybe there's rolls involved. It depends where you are. Anyway, they get the bill and she see, sees his reaction. Mind you, this guy picked the place, mm. picked the, t- you know, every, picked the bottle of sake. Everything was picked and done by him. So he, she sees his reaction when he looks at the bill and his, uh, you can't see me right now, but he's like, his eyes are shocked. And clearly he had like a <gasps> moment. Mm. So my friend being, you know, I, not the gentleman being, you know, a good person, right. I guess, does the fake reach. But then she says, and he goes, no, 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 it's okay. She's like, no, really, it's fine. But she doesn't know what it is, the bill. She's just trying to be nice. I said she went wrong by saying, no, really, it's fine. Right. She but did. he goes, okay. So he takes her credit card and it was $216 a person Holy on a shit. Tuesday night. At the sushi that she, like, you know, she could have left it or had it. Like, she didn't need this amazing experience. And she never talked to him again. He never talked to her again either. I think probably because it was, like, awkward. She's like, I would have gone on more dates with him. But what do you, do you think that's disgusting on the guy's part? Do you think my friend went wrong? I think if he chose the place, like, he knew exactly what he was getting into. And if and he didn't, it's his responsibility. Exactly. Like, like that is insane. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like, it sounds like he had already made up his mind about like not going on another date. And that's why he reacted that way to the check. Right. Like knowing that like his reaction could get her to pay half and then he could never speak to her again. Like that. I like mean, he sounds like a dick. Yeah. I was very, very <laughs> thought it was it's funny, a but also, sitch. yeah, a little intense. Okay, well, Linz, thank you so much for being here. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. I want me. you to leave the audience with um some maybe dating advice. I don't remember what you said oh, yesterday, yeah. something about the battery. Oh, yeah. I really um, like that. I so wish I there are some people that are batteries required and some that are batteries included. And you want to choose the people uh, that are batteries included. You don't want to you know, be drained by the people that are batteries required. You don't want to have to be anyone's battery. You want to be completely, you know, your own happiness and you want the people in your life to be the same. You don't want to feel drained when you leave them. You want to feel re-energized. Right. Anyway, bye. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Love you. Love you.